The following is a hoop ball presentation. Good morning, hoop ballers. And welcome to another edition of Hoop Balls DFS Today. This is your Tuesday, June 8th edition. We have a two-game slate for you guys. Uh, the start, or well, we have one Western Conference game, one Eastern Conference game. <clears throat> and I am your host, Santino Cocone, and I am joined by my good buddy, the one, the only, the... Don't really like him, but also love him at the same time. William is Bill. Will Harris, how you doing today, Will? I'm doing great, Santino. Glad to be back on this two-game <laughs> matchup. And hopefully these games will be a lot better than this game we're watching tonight between Brooklyn and the Bucks. <laughs> yep. So we're doing, we usually do these late at night. Uh, we're doing this one a little bit earlier, <clears throat> trying to get in before w- what we hope is an actual playoff game. Uh, so we're hitting the second half of the Bucks nets and we're deciding to do this one a little bit earlier, get rid of whatever we were watching in the first half slash third quarter. Um, but yeah, man, I, I'm, I'm hoping we have some good games here. I, I would expect it. We're down to our final eight teams, um, right. some solid matchups here. And that was a series that I thought was going to be really good. And I know, I know we were talking about it before we went on, uh, it's still they're both games are in Brooklyn, so a loss is a loss. But that's just losing like that when Harden has left early in the first game. It's just ugh. Yeah, you would have thought uh, if anything, Milwaukee would have had the edge. But I mean, they just have not shown up yet. But we know this is a great team, so they can make it competitive. Hopefully, in the next two games at home. For sure. <laughs> All right, man. Uh, but before we get into this this slate i just want to give a quick shout out over to our guys at my bookie simply the best sports book around if you are not familiar get familiar uh, they have a fully fledged casino platform you can make any sports bet you want uh, and, and with that fully fledged casino platform they have all table games virtual and live uh, all slot games virtual uh, anything you could think of and it's at your fingertips, a fully-fledged casino platform at your fingertips so you don't have to go to your local casino. Or if you don't have a local casino, you have one at your fingertips. And if you want, when you're joining, you can get uh, your first deposit matched halfway up to – or 50%, matched 50% halfway up to 1000 bucks by entering the promo code HOOPBALL upon signing up. It's that easy. Uh, so sign up, enter the promo code, and win. And the best thing about my bookie is they pay, and they pay very quickly. <clears throat> All right, man, let's get into it without further ado. We have the first game at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We have game two with the Atlanta Hawks at the Philadelphia 76ers. Uh, for the injury report, as of right now, we have Joel Embiid is questionable. He played through that that um, meniscus tear, and <laughs> He had a really good game. Dropped a lot of points. Um, they almost came back, but he is the only guy on the Sixers injury report as questionable. I'm going to assume he's going to play through it until they can't play anymore. But um, for the Hawks, we have Chris Dunn, Brandon Goodwin, Cam Reddish all out, and DeAndre Hunter as questionable. On the 
uh, over under in the spread. We have a 222 and a half game total, which is nearly identical, is one point higher than the next game. And the Sixers are five point home favorites. The Sixers are down 0-1 in this series. And I will toss it over to you, my friend. We'll start with the Atlanta Hawks. They are the away team. How are you feeling about this team uh, in game two? Right. I feel you got two uh, locks for me on the team that you have to, you know, try your best to get in your lineup. Obviously, Trey Young has just been playing incredible, and he's still under 10,000. You know, he's running the show, uh, leading his team to victory. He's had 35 and 10 last game. Easily can replicate that. He's almost averaging that, you know, seems like for this playoff run he's going through right now. Um, so at 9,200, that's a great price. And I'm looking at also Bogdan Bogdanovich at 6,800. That's a great price for the consistent play he's been having, uh, especially if uh, DeAndre Hunter misses again. Uh, I think that opens the door for Bogdanovich to have another uh, really good game. Uh, him and Trey seem to be really flowing and cooking together uh, at the end of that game against Philly. So that should only continue, in my opinion. And then you have, you know, other players that you could consider. Um, and that's uh, Clint Capella at 7,800. It's not a lock, though. You know, playing it against Embiid is a tough matchup. So he didn't have the greatest game last game. But he's always going to be, you know, have that option to get you a double-double at any time and have a lot of blocks. So that's a question mark. Same for John Collins. He's a question mark. But he's priced uh, $2,000 cheaper than Capella. So, you know, if you want to take the risk, and save the money, you can go at Collins. If you want to spend up, you can play with Capella. And I think you can also look at um, Kevin Herter at 4,300. Uh, he had a good game against Philly, but in the previous series against the Knicks, he did not have a good series. So that's just something to look out for. Um, do you feel Herter is a safe player, or would you stay away from him? Uh, he's a guy that I'm, I'm looking at. I don't mind him. Uh, 4,300, he's not bad. Him and Gallinari are similar to me. Um Probably wind up having one of those guys in my lineup because they're fairly cheap. They're solid value. They're nearly uh, 4-3 and 4-2 aren't expensive, so it's something that you can fit in your lineup very easily. But if I have extra money because there are really no uh, – Embiid is the only guy over 10K, and that's the highest on the mark or on the docket. And then Kawhi is 9-9. Uh, you mentioned Trey Young. He's 9-2. That's the third highest. So we might have – we might not have to dig so far uh, – deep like anybody under 4k uh, so they'll they'll be in my my player pool those two guys uh and i do like john collins i think 5600 is just a really solid price tag he may not have uh 50 point upside but he certainly has 40 45 point potential and i think uh bringing back 25 to 28 points to hit value is very reasonable and uh what he should do and with the ability to at least put up 30 I think value with John Collins is going to happen, and 5600 is a price tag that uh, can easily fit into your lineup at either power forward or center. Uh, and you mentioned Trey Young. He has been balling out. I'm afraid that possibly they're going to just maybe box and try and box and want him at some point if he keeps doing this and put Simmons just strictly on him. Uh, but until that happens or I hear word about it, I can. I think Trey Young is is a safer play at only ninety two hundred. He is an expensive option, but not going to break the bank to get him. And like you mentioned, he uh, <clears throat> he had out of the six playoff games that he's played so far, four times he's put up over thirty points, and three times he's put up over double digit assists. With two other times nine assists. So uh, his lowest assist total on the in the playoffs is seven. His lowest point total 
uh, is 21, but outside of that, 27. He's just been playing extremely well this playoffs, and uh, mm-hmm. value can easily be had here uh, with some upside, even in a tough match. I, he did it against New York, who had one of the best defenses. Game one against Philly, in Philly, did it again. Uh, it could be a trend. Yeah, um, you know, DeAndre Hunter is questionable. If he plays, would you stay away from Hunter, Gallinari, and Herter, or would you still try to fit one of those in your lineup? They're um, 4,100, 4,200, 4,300. Yeah, so if Hunter plays, and that's a, that's a little tricky. If Hunter plays, I would rather have him than Gallinari, depending on what his minutes limit is. Uh, and if Hunter right. plays, I'm probably just going to knock out Gallinari out of those three and, and keep Herter and uh, Hunter in my player pool. Probably take... Hunter, I just think the kid's good, but yeah. then it all depends on um, how he's feeling, how his knee is reacting, what they say his minutes are, and whatnot. I know he's played a lot of minutes lately, so I would expect that to continue if he does play, but you never know, uh, especially with an injury that's been uh, hampered him for a while. So it's something to keep an eye on, but if he does play, then Gallinari gets bumped off. Uh, if he doesn't, that's what I, I was assuming. Maybe they, they limit him. That's why I had a Gallinari there, but. Uh, we'll see exactly what the injury report and uh, the beat writers and everybody say heading into the game. Yeah, definitely. So stay tuned for that leading up to the game. Yeah. And we'll jump on over to the other side of the ball. We have the Philadelphia 76ers. Uh, so I mentioned Joel Embiid is the highest price guy on this uh, slate. He put up 39-9 and last game in 38 minutes Uh People weren't even sure if he was going to play in this entire series. Mm-hmm. He only missed uh, less than a week of time since he got hurt. Had him like one game, right? Yeah. Um, no, he missed. I believe. I'm not. I can't remember now. I think he missed one or two games. One or two. Or one and a half. Uh, but yeah, he barely missed any time. It's just insane. Um, and yeah, they they crushed it or he crushed it and they came back uh apparently he's it seems like he's gonna play until he's not hurt um this is a solid matchup for him i don't know if i'll particularly go here but he probably does have the highest upside on the slate and him him or Kawhi, i'd say um i probably i'll I'll see if i want to go that 10k route uh but i'm gonna put him on the edge of my player pool because it is Embiid, but I'm still very nervous about this meniscus tear. He, it didn't look like it affected him last game on the score sheet, but there were times that when I'm watching him, you can tell he wasn't. He was battling and through pain and, and whatnot. So on a game-to-game situation, I can't imagine he's going to continue to put up 40 and 10 nearly. So that's where I'm uh, stuck on. But he does have that upside. Uh, I'll, I'll keep him at the edge of my player pool where I probably won't have too much exposure to him. Especially if I'm doing like a single lineup entry, but I don't, I wouldn't hate it if someone put him in there. Uh, ben Simmons is a guy that I am very much looking at, though. He has been playing really well. Uh, he he is going against Trey Young in particular, and whether it's whether he's guarding Trey Young or not, expending a lot of energy, he's not a guy that shoots anyway. Um, he didn't. He only had four rebounds in the last game, which was weird to me. Uh, this is a guy that should average a lot more rebounds than that, at least seven. He he took 10 free throws, only made three. Yes, that's a thing, but if he gets it up to 60% there, 50%, he's almost at uh, 50 fantasy points, and I expect him to put up 45 to 50. He's the guy that I'm targeting heavily on the, in this on this team. Um, 
and then I'm looking at what they do with the rest of the lineup because there are when they're fully healthy, they have so many options uh, for Doc to go at and Doc to counter at. But even whether it's in the starting lineup or not, like he could possibly, I'm assuming Seth Curry is going to start in Danny Green, but there's always a chance that uh, he throws in Thibault to start. He throws in, and Thibault guards Trey Young and causes him fits or something. Uh, Maxi can get extra play, playing time, and et cetera, et cetera. But assuming everything stays the same, I don't mind going Danny Green. And Thibault, as I mentioned, he would be a guy that I'd throw at. He, if they want to save Ben Simmons a little bit uh, and not exert him so much, him and Thibault can uh, both guard Trey Young, and then if they try and switch on a lot of people, they have a lot of a lot more options that can cause Trey fits with the length. So I think he'll get extra minutes, and at thirty two hundred, he'd be one of the few guys uh, that I'd take a shot at that are so so cheap on this slate. Yeah, I have Thibault written down at thirty two hundred because those that price point is great, and like you said, he can guard Trey. You know, getting nineteen minutes in the first game. So he should be somewhere around 20 to 25 minutes in this game. Um, you know, I'm, I'm looking at Seth Curry, too. Um, at 5000 I think that's just a good price point. I think he's coming to an, into his own uh, as, you know, a, just a reliable scorer, uh, especially with Embiid. Um, you know, he played the full last game, but if he is restricted in any way, that's just more shots for Seth Curry. And if he's hitting his threes, you know, th- which they're going to need uh, against this Atlanta team, uh, I think that's a good play, and uh, I like to call on Ben Simmons at 8,100. Uh, yeah, he definitely is playing better in the playoffs than he did in the regular season because he wasn't really putting up great fantasy numbers in the regular season, but he's been stepping it up lately. And uh, Tobias Harris had a great game at 8,300. Also, uh, he had 20 and 10, so he's obviously usable also. It's just You're just going to probably have to pick your favorite of the three between Embiid, Tobias, and Ben Simmons. Uh, I think it'd be hard to get two Sixers in there as far as the top three guys. But uh, I would not stray away from Embiid. I mean, he's the only center out of these two games that can get you 60 DraftKings points. So as long as he's not uh, limited and you don't hear anything about, you know, he tweaks something or anything about his injury, I if you can get him in your lineup but still have a balanced team, I think he's a, you know, pretty much a lock. As long as, as, long as there's no new news about his injury. Are you worried that he might have an in-game setback? I mean, that's every game with NB. Every <laughs> game I'm worried about that. I love like you know the the way he played last game. You know, he was celebrating and you know taunting and all that, so he looked like his regular old self to me. But I mean, obviously, he was probably playing on adrenaline and all that too. So he's probably really sore the day after. So we just we really got to rely on any news we hear coming up to the game. Yeah, and he definitely was celebrating because he came out with uh, tri- Triple H, Triple H and he did yeah. the DX, <laughs> and that was absolutely <laughs> hilarious, and I loved every second of it. Um, but, yeah, you're right. We'll we'll have to see. Maybe there's nothing to it. Uh, there's definitely something there, but if he can tolerate the pain, then, um, yeah, he's probably going to make a lot of people's lineups. <clears throat> should be a good game. Should be, should be. All right, man, you ready to get this uh, next game out of the way, the second game? Yes, do it. Somehow the Clippers have advanced. (laughs) They have. And this second matchup of the night is a uh, 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time start time. And we have a 221.5 game total. And, uh, oh, I forgot to mention the teams. My bad. (laughs) The (laughs) The Clippers at the Jazz. 
a 221.5 game total. The Jazz are three-and-a-half-point home favorites. So both game totals are pretty much even, um, <clears throat> and both spreads are nearly there. And that's probably what we should expect uh, this as, as we inch closer or farther along in the playoffs. Uh, but on the injury report, we have Serge Ibaka as doubtful, and there was a report that he's expected to miss the next two games. So uh, he should be missing this one. And Mike Conley is questionable. And that is something that we're going to have to certainly yeah. keep our eyes out for um, or whatever I'm trying to say there. But, um, man, we have the Clippers as the away team. I'll throw it over to you. We have two guys over 9K and then everybody else. But who are you feeling on the Clippers and why? Well, obviously you have, you know, the two stars, Kawhi and PG. Um, Kawhi's 9,900. Paul George is 9,000. My only concern is they exerted a ton of energy to get back, you know, in that series with the Mavericks and to pull it off and went to the game seven. You know, Utah's just been sitting back waiting. So that's great for Donovan Mitchell. But for Kawhi especially, I'm wondering if he's going to be a little, like, laid back in this first game, try to, you know, take it easy. Uh, But I'm not sure. That's just kind of a wait-and-see thing for me. So if you can't afford to – Get him in your lineup if you're playing Embiid or someone else expensive like Trey. I wouldn't mind going down a little further to Paul George or just staying away from the Clippers altogether as far as their expensive guys. Um, just uh, respond to me on that, how you feel about Kawhi. Do you think he'll be ready uh, or would you kind of stay away from him considering that last series he was in? Yeah, I think he'll be ready. And depending on <clears throat> Mike Conley's availability, his matchup, especially on the defensive end, even with Mike Conley, gets much easier. You're not going to find anybody else probably until if they make the finals and, and it's against Brooklyn. It's not going to be a harder defensive matchup for Kawhi Leonard than Luka. Um, <clears throat> but if Mike Conley doesn't play, it makes it even easier for him. Him, Paul George, uh, Batum, whoever, et cetera, et cetera. Everybody will take turns on Mitchell. Uh, and then there's yeah. really not a an explosive second banana. I mean, Jordan Clarkson, but none of those guys are uh, going to be brutal defensively. But um, I don't mind taking shots at Kawhi, and I'll probably will take a, a few shots at Kawhi. I think he'll be ready for this. And the adrenaline and how they came back, and they started playing a lot better as a team. That that game seven, the ball movement, especially in the second half, was just phenomenal. Um, so I, I will take some chances on Kawhi. I don't mind Paul George, if you want to save some money either. Um, but I'll let you get to the rest of them. Right. So um, other than uh, the two big guys, I think you can look at, you know, Reggie Jackson's down at 5,400. Um, it seems like the team's been really trusting him lately. He's been having some big games. Uh, he's been at the in at the um, end of the games also. You know, Rondo's been sitting uh, and uh, Pat Beverly's been sitting. So, they're, they're going to stick with Reggie Jackson, I believe. So he's going to have opportunities. Um, and you also can look at Marcus Morris. You know, last game, he finally blew up. Uh, he had 36 drafting points. He's inconsistent because the game before, he had 11. game before that, 37. So you just never really know with him. But uh, the way they played Dallas in that last game, I think he had 23 points. That's the most he's had in months. So if they found something, you know, you can stick with that formula. But you might want to wait and see on him. Uh, know because he is inconsistent you can look at Nicholas Batum you know he had a re- really good game 11 7 and 5 just all around stats he's going to be out there he played 42 minutes last game 
And a sneaky play, I think you can look at Terrence Mann at 3,300. He finally got some minutes, and, uh, you know, he, he looked good out there. The Clippers posted about him on their Instagram page. So I don't know if that's going to lead to more minutes in this matchup against Utah. It's kind of still the unknown for me for the Clippers. But, you know, they have a lot of potential. But I would like to see this game play out first before I can trust any of them other than Kawhi and Paul George, really. How about you? Yeah, and um, with Ibaka probably missing the next two games expected to, I think we could look at Zubac, Zubats now that we are out of that previous matchup. Zubats should play a little bit more. They can't. I can't imagine they're going to go super small against Gobert. Uh, I don't they could try well, and Zubac then, can't do nothing against Gobert. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's he's the only size that they have without yeah, Ibaka. That's true. Um, that's him true. or Cousins, and they're really not playing Cousins at all. So um, I think Zubats has to play a little bit, and I don't mind throwing 3500 That's just super cheap. Uh, and <clears throat> Terrence Mann, you mentioned, I think he's firmly in the rotation no matter the opponent at this stage, especially without Ibaka. That's just extra minutes throughout the rotation. Uh, and he, this kid's been playing really well, and they mm-hmm. played much better when they put him in the game for longer stretches. So I think he cemented himself into the lineup, and at 3,300, another guy that will make my lineup, especially if I want to just stack some stars and stack the uh, higher-priced guys. There's no one in the Super Saiyan. I guess we can say Embiid is 10K, so he's in the Super Saiyan territory. But we can get a couple of those guys because there are a few guys under the 4K mark that are solid. Uh, and then the last guy that I'm I'm looking at, Pat Bev. I know you mentioned him, the Chihuahua, as I call him. He mm-hmm. got exposed in the last series. He was way too small for Luca, and Luca just if this if he's not playing good defense, there is no point for Patrick Beverly in the lineup. Uh, but now we don't have Luca. We don't have a guy of his size and his caliber. Uh, Donovan Mitchell's good, but he's not as big as Luca. <clears throat> um, Mike Conley. Obviously not as big either. Patrick Beverly's probably going to be playing more minutes in this series like he started off in the Dallas series before they decided, okay, we got to switch things up. I think he gets back into that high teens, low 20s type role, and at bare minimum, I don't mind taking some shots at that. Obviously, the upside is not great, but uh, for another bare minimum guy that I doubt will have any ownership because people are going to look at the last three games, uh <clears throat> He didn't even play in in one of them, but they're going to look at most of the last games and say, okay, he barely suited up. He saw 11 minutes in the last four games. Uh, Do we even want to look at him? But I think he's going to be playing double that, and I don't mind taking some shots at him because this series he can play against Conley. He can guard Jordan Clarkson. uh, He can guard Mitchell, and you don't need Kawhi and Paul George to exert all their energy guarding those guys. Yeah, I mean, that's a risky play, but you made a great point. Not many people will have him in their lineup. It's just, I don't know if he fell out of favor with with the team and they're just going to roll with Reggie Jackson or, you know, if they're going to bring Pat Bev back. So with, mm-hmm. for me, I would I would want to see this first game before I spend, yeah. spend a lot of cash on this game. But, you know, it could go either way. He's just a dart. I mean, obviously he's a dart throw. I don't, he's not a great um, fantasy producer anyway when he does play, but at, yeah. Another option at 3K if you really wanted to just get as many higher-priced guys as possible because they do have. Uh, I would prefer Terrence Mann anyway for a couple hundred extra, but um, he's still there, and, and Zubats there. They have a few guys that I don't mind going to uh, super cheap here. Do you feel the same about Rondo at 3,800? Do you feel uh, better with Bev? And a little bit, um, 
but I, I don't. I'm not sure. Uh, he's one that I would rather see on. I think he's better than Beverly anyway, but Beverly just has that perception, and he was in the starting lineup for the majority of the year when he was healthy. So, um, yeah, I, I kind of want to don't mind Rondo, but for eight hundred dollars extra, I don't want to uh, force him in there. Uh, that's a great point. All right, man. We'll flip on over to the jazz side of the ball. Uh, I'll take this one. The the guy that I really want to play here, uh, if it, and for me, it probably depends on Mike Conley because if Mike Conley doesn't play, then you got some options. We know that his usage will spread out to uh, Jingles, uh, Jingle all the way. Clarkson, Mitchell, they'll all get extra shots, more ball handling responsibility, more playmaking. Uh, so they all get a little bump for me. If Conley does play, they all slightly get a opposite, the opposite, just back to normal. Uh, but I think the safest guy here for me is Rudy Gobert, I mentioned before. Uh, without Ibaka, Zubats is the only size that they have. Zubats and Cousins, who doesn't see the floor. Uh, you can continue to try and do the Marcus Morris and uh, get... Gobert out of the paint and try and, and do that, play really small. But that's really going to kill them on the offensive glass. They don't have Barzingas trying to be whatever he was doing. They don't have Maxi Kleba, not really physical. Uh, if you go super, super small against Rudy Gobert, he's going to be super physical back, and he's going to gobble up rebounds. So at 7,900, I really like him here. Um you mentioned Embiid, uh, and you love him at center. I, I think if you don't want to spend up that high, the $2,100 savings and taking Gobert is, is like a yeah, super easy call for me. I think 15 rebounds should be his minimum. Um, and then hopefully he can get 15-plus points because that's where the, the real money will kick in there. Outside of that, again, it's probably going to depend on Conley and what if he's healthy or not. Uh, if he's If he's out... Like I said, Jingles, Mitchell, Clarkson, don't mind taking shots at them. They get a little bit of extra value there. Uh, if he's in, I'll probably stick to <clears> – <throat> I wouldn't mind playing him if he's ready to go a fully full complement of minutes at 7,300. Uh, but I'll decide exactly what his, his role is going to be and how many limits or minutes he's going to play and all that because I don't mind taking another shot at Mitchell. This kid's ready to go, uh, and I think he's ready for this stage. So uh, not a bad price tag, but – Jordan Clarkson probably becomes a really, really solid play with no Mike Conley at 5,800. Yeah, that's totally true. So we have to see if Conley plays. It's unfortunate he's injured at this time, uh, you know, especially going into this matchup. He's been waiting his whole career for an opportunity like this, mm-hmm. uh, but we'll see if he plays or not. But, yeah, I love Donovan Mitchell. He's uh, one of my favorite players of the night because, especially if Conley is out, uh, when you're thinking about offense for Utah, He's going to have to be the one to, you know, put it up. It, it, it The team goes, you know, where he goes pretty much. Um, you know, everyone else is a secondary player, and then his show is his show. So at 8200 he's not in the 9000s. I think that's a great uh, price point for him. And, you know, he's liable to get you 50 points at any given night. He had 57 last game. In real life, uh, he hasn't scored less than 25 points in the playoffs. And uh, sneakily, he's been getting – uh, a lot more assists than he normally averages. His last three games, five, eight, and then ten assists. So I think that's a great play. Great call on Rudy uh, Gobert. Um, that is a great point because he's going against no one on the other end. And when he is going against someone, it's going to be Ibika Zubak, who is slow and not a great <laughs> defender. 
is not going to out-hustle or rebound Rudy Gobert. So that is a great call. If you can't get him beat, that's a great point. Uh, Conley is at 7,300. I would have to think even if he does play, he'll be limited. So that's just a wait and see. You can look at um, Bohan Bogdanovich if Conley doesn't play also. You know, he can get you in the 30s as far as drafting points. Great call on Clarkson also if Conley doesn't play. And uh, sneakily, you can also look at Royce O'Neal at 5,100. He's been very consistent and a safe uh, ceiling, safe floor for him, you know, at the price point of 5,100. I like it. All right, man. Um, I feel like the the Clippers probably have the best super cheap options on the slate uh, and in, in total. So they have quite a, a couple guys that you can go to, but they're not super safe also. Obviously, if you're, if you're digging in the bargain bin, they're not always going to be safe. But, um, right. yeah, and then before we get out, I guess we'll jump on over to our player tiers. I will let you go first with the expensive tier. I think you might have alluded to it, but who is your favorite spend up of the night? Over eight thousand. Yep, over eight k. See, this is tough, but I will have to go with my guy Donovan Mitchell at eighty two hundred, just because I think it's necessary, and he's been playing so great so far. We'll see if they, you know, try to put the clamps on him, but I think he'll have a great game. How about you? Awesome, and and my favorite spend up of the night is right next to him, uh, Ben Simmons at eighty one hundred. I think you get a discount from the other guys, uh, and I see. Ju- I just see a triple double incoming against Trey Young's defense. They lost the first game. He only had four rebounds, which is atypical of him. But uh, that three of ten, I know he's a bad free throw shooter. I expect that to improve a little bit. Not 30%, maybe 50 60%. Uh, and then I expect the rebounds to go up and everything else to stay the same. And right there, that's over 50 points if that happens. Um, <clears throat> great value for me. I like it. Let's go in the mid-tier, man. Who are you liking in the um, 7 9 to 5K range? I'm going to have to go with Bogdan Bogdanovich at 6,800 uh, just because he's been playing great all playoff series uh, so far in all five games he's been in and uh, his last game being his best which was against you know Philadelphia who they're playing against right now so I think he's coming into his own very safe play and potential for more how about you I like it and I'm gonna go with Rudy Rudy uh, for all the reasons I mentioned before Ed and you mentioned Rudy I mean you <laughs> 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 oh, got me <laughs> um, I guess Rudy Gobert. I'm going to go with uh, Gobert on this one at seven nine, just making the cut. But uh, there really is no matchup on the other side that can get rid of him. And I think he's too athletic to succumb to getting beaten on uh, a small ball lineup with Marcus Morris out there. Yep, I agree. All right, man. And who is your favorite value play? So anything under five K here. I have circled down, could be your guy, but Terrence Mann at 3,300, just because like his it. youth and exuberance, what he can bring to the Clippers, I think they're going to need it, you know, a little burst of offense. So especially if um, Beverly and Rondo are on the bench, they're going to have Mann out there. So 3,300 is a good price for him. I like it. Uh, and I like the exuberance that you brought <laughs> in that. <laughs> All right. Um, now that's probably who I was going to go with super cheap. They're a guy that you can just throw in. 
Uh, now I will slide up a little bit and go towards the top. And as a guy I glanced over at first because I wasn't sure if he was going to play, but uh, after you talked about it, I thought, okay, he probably will play. He's been playing a lot lately. And that's DeAndre Hunter, 4,100. Assuming he plays again, um, or <clears throat> he didn't play against Philly, but um, I would expect him back. If he doesn't play, I would just flip it on over to Herter at 4,300. But if Hunter can't play and he can play his 30 minutes like he was playing against New York, uh, I think rock-solid value to be found. If he doesn't play, him and Gallo get the boost, and they're right next to him in price at 42-43. Probably take more chances at Herter, but um, we'll see. He missed the first game against Philly, so I didn't think he was going to play, but maybe he's closer than I was assuming. Uh, We'll see. Yeah, you also can mention, you know, Thibault, Matisse Thibault at 3,200. Possibility yeah, I think, also. I think he should be playing 20-something minutes in this one. Yeah, yeah. All right, man. And that does it for our two-game slate. Our, we have a game two and a game one. Um, but before we head on out of here, is there anything else that you want to say? Uh, you know, I just hope the games are competitive, you know, and I really <laughs> appreciate you for listening. You know, if you want to hear more banter, from me and Santino arguing, going back and forth with each other on Twitter. Make sure you follow <laughs> over Dennis Schroeder. <laughs> follow us on Twitter. Mine is at William is Bill. Oh Yours my gosh! Is. No, I was just looking at the, the score. <laughs> that I, I know we we came on here at towards the end of the third quarter, uh, oh, but <laughs> they lost by they wound up losing by thirty nine. They they yeah. the Brooklyn still outscored them by nine in the fourth quarter. That's just embarrassing. That's uh, uh, they outscored him. Oh my gosh! All right, I lost track. But and you can find me on Twitter. He wasn't at, even listening to me, guys. I was <laughs> listening to you. We were talking about Dennis Schroeder on Twitter. Uh, but you could you could follow me on at Santino Cocon. Uh, if you want to give us a rate review, uh, tell us what you like, what you don't like on our podcast. Go do that wherever you listen to podcasts. Um, and follow all of our Hoopball accounts on on Twitter, on Instagram. I can't remember if we have a Facebook, but on Facebook if we do. And all that good stuff. And as always, thank you guys for listening. Uh, Will's obnoxious. We will catch you again tomorrow. I believe it's Keith and possibly Mike. Mike's been in transitioning to moving uh, cross-country, so been a little bit busy lately. I'm not sure if he'll be on or not, but we'll see. Um, but, yeah, thank you guys again for joining in and tuning in and listening. And we will catch you again. Thank you for showing up, Santino. You know, after your Lakers got eliminated, I didn't know if you were going to make it to the show. Oh, uh, yeah. They, they, I mean, <laughs> without Anthony Davis, I didn't, I didn't expect him to win anyway. But uh-huh. it is what it is. <laughs> it is what it is. All right. Take care. Peace. Hornet suck. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation.